Well, hello folks, hello folks, and welcome to We the Peeps. Welcome. <laughs> Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. It is the American Soccer Podcast in which you are going to get to know everything that you need to know. There is stuff to know and you need to know it. Oh, there's stuff to know. About the USMNT. There's lots of stuff to know. I'm Clayton. I'm an artist. I'm Ty. I'm an entrepreneur. And we love the Nats. Hell yeah. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Welcome in, folks. Uh, Today, we have gathered here to discuss... Everything that's been going on to remind you that we still exist, to announce that we have a Patreon, money, which is please. a real thing, and to talk about a little bit of uh, money, please, and to talk about uh, some news, some real, authentic, it's been a long, dark, dank COVID existence, and it promises to continue to be so, but there is light in the darkness, and it is actual Nats news. So we're going to talk about all that. First <laughs> off... Folks, six years later, we finally made a Patreon. So, uh, if you've been following us, you already know that we uh, we love you, and we are c- pretty confident that you feel positively towards us. So, uh, we figured, why the hell not? So, just just uh, consider it. You know, we uh, they, there is actually a lot of uh, real life work that goes into making this show happen. Um, and I would love to be able to pay folks like Kwame for their invaluable contributions, um, as well as potential future hosts on the show and, and um, you know, ex- potentially expanding the show. And there, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of possibilities that could be good for you, that could be good for me and Ty and uh, the U.S. soccer culture at large. So do your part. Uh, throw, us, throw us a few bucks if you can. Um, Swami Jurgen, please tell them how to do that. Go now to patreon.com forward slash WTP pod, of course. And uh, just as a reminder, Swami Jurgen is actually still the highest paid host on our payroll, even though he was fired several years ago. His contract was ironclad, so we, we just, are in dire straits. There's nothing, there's nothing we can do. Luckily, uh, he was, he, we hired him for one day, fired him immediately. In that one day, he predicted all, everything we'd ever need. Wow. <laughs> so thank you, Swami Jurgen. Let's get to it. So anyways, folks, uh, let's just wrap up the housekeeping with a follow us on Twitter at WTPpod. End of... Housekeeping. Sweepy sound. Uh, let's let's dive right into it. We have actual actual Nats news, do we not? What's we do. The, what's the, There's what's games. The update? There's games. Well, real games, real schedule. Okay, folks, future Clayton jumping in here because since we've recorded this episode, the transfer market has been ablaze, if you will. And of course, Weston McKennie is going to Juventus. So we can't release a WTP pod without addressing that. I'm calling Ty right now, as you can hear. What's up? What's up? Okay, what's we tone? What's tone? Two tone up <laughs> in this bitch. Okay, so real quick, before we get into all that other bullshit we already recorded, let's address this awesome thing. <laughs> Uh, that's happening. Weston McKenney for real is going to Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. You heard it here, folks. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> of course, but definitely, of course. definitely Ronaldo. Uh, what's what's your first impressions here? I'm 
I'm thrilled. I, I, I saw the rumors, you know, I, I always thought Liverpool was reasonable given the type of player he is and how I think he could fit into a team like that. Um, especially they've, they've been able to integrate a lot of squad players who aren't, aren't necessarily like superstars on paper, like a, like a Jordan Henderson, for instance, and elevated their, their game in a collective. So I thought that had some legs, but, um, I I still am pinching myself because it's it's yet another American at a at a top top club. I mean, the, they're they're a team that could compete for Champions League, so it's it's really astounding. So in this in this episode, you're going to hear us discuss all the other Europeans uh, or all the other Americans at European clubs. So just when we talk about Americans going deep in the Champions League next year, and when we talk about Serginho Dest at Bayern Munich potentially, um, just fill in all of those that discussion to to kind of address the Weston McKenney thing because I think we do talk about these concepts. But to uh, to hit it to hit it on the nose right now, um, do you think that it's the right timing for Weston to go to such a big club? I think it's a year early, but that's also how I felt about Pulisic. I thought Weston at times this year definitely led the team, but the team was so so uh, weak. Such garbage. Uh, yeah, I mean they they had moments. They had stretches where they were winning games, but it was it's more that they were like they were middling. They were middling the yeah. entire season, and so they. So I I feel like I I never necessarily saw the best of Weston. Um, the best but is Weston to come. The best is Weston. Oh Manifest Westony. He's going to be passing to Cristiano Ronaldo. Fucking Cristiano. So and and uh, shouts to the Quamdas who who pointed out Pirlo, new coach at Juventus, yeah, is the. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine a better influence on our young totally. Weston? Okay. Totally. And uh, on that note, reportedly Pirlo very very keen on this deal. Uh, this is not. Reportedly, this is not something that was foisted upon him. Um, it's a weird deal. It's a it's a loan with a fee and an option to buy that can become an obligation to buy. <laughs> yeah, if he gets a certain amount of minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's if he plays sixty percent. I don't know if it's sixty percent of games <laughs> or sixty percent of minutes, but basically, like. It's, it's like it's a GRE logic question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If a Weston leaves the station at 9.04, that's like, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm psyched. We'll see how it goes, and we'll be talking about this uh, ad nauseum throughout the year. So, so we'll leave it at that for now. Any other uh, transfer things from this week, just so that as I put this out, we're up to date? Um, good question. I can't think of anything in particular. I'm going to go make uh, more... USMNT starting 11s and just write the names of the clubs because it's fun. Yeah. Um, and the, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. We, we talked a lot about the, the Pam midfields. Yep. Uh, Pulisic, Adams, McKenney, which has become a Champions League semifinalist a Champions, and two Champions League quarterfinalists that they're playing for. So ridiculous. It's, it's, a, it's absurd. You could very realistically be seeing one of these players win the Champions League in the near future. And of course, uh, 
don't forget that Conrad De La Fuente will replace Messi at Barcelona. So <laughs> that's another one you can just pencil in. <laughs> just pencil it in. All right, folks. Well, we're going to go back to your reg- regularly scheduled programming, but um, enjoy this one. I mean, really, just just soak I'm this one be in. Rooting. I'm going I'm to. I finally Cristiano have a reason Ronaldo to watch Serie A. I, I will see Cristiano Ronaldo score a goal, and I will actually be happy. <laughs> and that will be a bizarre feeling. Yeah, I mean. I guess nothing's nothing's promised, and we can't predict the future. So uh, these are these are the times we are living in. Weston to Messi to Ronaldo to Weston. <laughs> all right, okay, all right, all right. Enough, enough, enough. Okay, okay. Until next time. Bye, Ty. I'm hanging up on you now. Bye. Goodbye. Let's let's dive right into it. We have actual actual Nats news. Do we not? What's uh, what's the what's the update? We do. There's Real games. games. Real schedule. There's games. Well, as is the case with anything uh, COVID-related, I don't don't believe it until you see it happen. But um, the U.S. men have scheduled games. There is a World Cup qualifying format and schedule announced. Amazing. So is it a hex? We- it is no longer a hex. The hex is dead. Long live the hex. In its place... Are you ready for this? Wow, this is huge. I this 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 is going to drastically affect the course of my life. Prepare um, for the U.S. to enter the octagon. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Otherwise known as the Ocho. The Ocho. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so the U.S. It's a it's a six team format or an eight team <laughs> format now, and uh, so they're they're letting. Some of the, the, the cho, cho, smaller cho. nations so, get in. It makes much more sense, get, like given that it's three and a half spots for it to be eight teams instead of yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was wondering. This but, is a World Cup expanding situation. So the next World Cup will. Uh, Qatar is still a 32-team World Cup. Uh, uh, but 2026 in the U.S. will be the expanded field. Uh, and we don't have to worry about qualifying for that one. But... Um, the I think the format like the the six team format favors the U.S., but it always did introduce that that uh, kind of nerve wracking second round where it was like a you know group of four to advance, and that that tended to be a little bit dicey for the U.S. at times. So um, overall, I don't think it affects our prospects that much. We still have to to put up in uh, in qualies and the the. Uh, schedule is uh, a little bit back weighted in terms of quality. So we have uh, the two hardest games, Jerome Mexico away and Costa Rica away, as two of the last three. So the U.S. really needs to rack up points early and be well on its way by the time those games come up because uh, those aren't going to be easy points. Well, we have to. If all we have to do is win our home games. Oh yes! Oh my God! Well, here, here's a plan. Just win every game. Just try win your games. best to win every game. Win games. The, all right. So what's the what's the spread here? Are we are we two a month? Are they because some some due to COVID, some things have have been condensed. How's this How's this schedule going to look? Yeah. So it, it basically runs through a year or almost a year. Uh, the first set of games is all scheduled for June. So there's four games in June 2021, um, and then it's your normal two, uh, two per break um, throughout the 2021-2022 season. So the U.S. has, let's see, from now 10 months to prepare. 
for this. So there's talk of friendlies potentially. Uh, you know, the value of any soccer game at this time is a interesting moral conundrum. But yeah, it, a friendly even more is, uh, even more so for a friendly. But I, I think I would yeah. envision maybe there being more like behind closed doors, you know, camp kind of stuff. Maybe. Well, and what about some nation leagues action? No, I think the nations league has been postponed as well. I but I, I think I, I haven't seen uh, the final. You said the nations league. I said the nation leagues. Uh, oh, the nation league. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, just kidding. But yeah, the Nation Leagues is like the various MLS tournaments. The, <laughs> yeah, there's there's the stuff going on. The, the MLS is back. Not not the MLS is back. Not MLS is back. MLS <laughs> MLS was not is back. back. But there is the MLS is back tournament. The MLS is back tournament is over, but MLS is now back. <laughs> and they are playing regular season matches again, and it is bizarre. I don't understand how it's it's a sustainable business model given their TV ratings, but uh, <laughs> okay. So we've got it. We've got a qualifying schedule, but we've also got a lot of soccer that has occurred. There was this weird no soccer, and then all of the soccer that you can possibly oh. imagine COVID situation that just occurred. And we are fresh off of the Champions League final. final. Um, I final. think it's safe to final. say the cycle is over, although the MLS rolls on and does its own thing. But season's we've kind of over. reached the end. The, the European the season end. is over as of today, and it, it's, it's amazing. It, the, the coordination that's gone into it, and the, as far as I know, there haven't been any major outbreaks from any of the, the larger leagues. Um, it's pretty incredible. I mean, Germany, Italy, England, Spain, like everyone has finished their seasons and done the Champions League. It's a it's a modern marvel. Can't it is a it. modern marvel, and you you have to you have to question the resources that were expended on that uh, and and all that. But the, I think there's there's a case to be made that you know the the joy of soccer is is a social good that helps people you know maintain a sense of of calm and normalcy. So that. I think there's, especially in Europe, there's a societal function to uh, to those those soccer leagues, and um, it seems like they were able to put the organization in place to to make it happen. Especially the Champions League, which was, uh, for me, even better. Somehow, like the I, I, sure having fans would have would have been an upgrade, but the the knockout two week World Cup style single oh. limb is just. It was gorgeous. Awesome. It was it's gorgeous. Awesome. And I do th- and I really feel like by the time the semi quarter semi and final came around, the players had gotten used to the idea of not having a, a crowd around. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, like at that yeah. by that point we were seeing real soccer. Yeah. They, they're agreed. fit again. Agreed. Yep. Um so who are your standout? Let's let's try to hone in on the Nats. I mean, shout out real quick, just because it must be acknowledged that Alfonso Davies, MLS graduate. Um, is a Champions League winner. Champions League winner at thing. 19. Uh, two years ago, he was playing for Vancouver Whitecaps. So, uh... That's... So, uh... That's new. I mean, that's new. <laughs> that's new. <laughs> There's, we've never even had anyone in that game. Tyler Adams and and Demarcus Beasley are, are what we've got, right? I mean, I, don't, I, think, I, I uh, guess I haven't combed through the MLS history. Jovan Karovsky might have played at that stage too for like a bit part for Dortmund back in the day. But yeah, 
so so to to focus in on the M, uh, USMNT perspective, obviously the key story yeah, is yeah. Adams. Congratulations, Alfonso Davies. Congratulations, on. Alfonso Davies. Tyler Adams uh, is rising uh, faster than anyone ever could have expected, and his team with him and uh, uh, Leipzig made an amazing run to the semis, coached by the the most likable and uh, a genius coach out there right he now. Has, he has somehow, yeah, Julian Nagelsmann. He has a very high voice, which we know now because of these COVID games. And he's also <laughs> he also seems to never quite fit his clothes right. Yeah, he has. But, but the, yeah, but, yeah. But I tell you what, the the, the tactics are on point. So he's a know. he's a queer eye candidate, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he's either a queer eye candidate or he's one of the next fab five. Queer I can't eye figure expert. out. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so anyway, Tyler Adams is, is learning every day about deep soccer theory from, from Nagelsmann. It's and awesome. commented it's awesome. to that effect. And he scored the goal that took his team to the semifinal. And I mean, that's insane. That's, that's uh, amazing. There's never been a bigger moment by an American in the Champions League. And it, uh, you know, uh, good things to come uh, uh, from from all of our young fishies. Uh, I and think. in his, uh, in, I like the shout out in his post game interview to uh, it was what do you want Americans to know? And he was like, "There's a lot of talent coming." It yep. wasn't about him; it was about the pool. And he yeah, sees exactly. it. Do you believe Ty? Do you believe Tyler World? I do. Oh, oh, absolutely. Well, that you know, there was a a year um, during the Klinsman tenure where. There were maybe only three Americans in the group stage of the Champions League, and there were seven or eight Mexican players. And uh, Klinsman put a cheeky like subtweet to to point this out, and that was a problem. I mean, there there we just had this trough of talent uh, between some of the the breakthroughs that were made early um, with some of our players doing doing well in Europe, like Demarcus, he said, and. Um, and a, a handful of others, uh, Jermaine Jones uh, being a good example as well. Um, then it was it was a drought for a while, and but it, it looks like going into next year, Chelsea has a chance to go deep. Uh, Dortmund obviously with Geo, always a threat to go deep, and uh, and Leipzig, and uh, you know maybe Tim Weah has a shot to come back and and compete. Uh, maybe even some more will will come out of the woodwork, or, or some transfers could. Well, could and happen, so. yeah, so if Dest, Sergino Dest, oh Dest, a, of course, is, I forgot Dest. Dest could go deep. Yeah. So there's there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts here. Tyler Adams is at the point of this spearhead, but right behind him is a Christian Pulisic. Uh, crazy, isn't it, that Tyler Adams is actually has has eclipsed Pulisic, I think, in the eyes of many, uh, if not all. Um, but right right there next to him is Christian Pulisic with Chelsea. How would you characterize the end of his uh, season? So Pulisic had a fantastic end of the season, um, set back a little bit by injury, but he, he got really hot. He, was, he ended up with, I think, 10 goals and seven or eight assists in all competitions. Didn't it seem like an empty stadium is like exactly what he needed? It, it, yeah, which, which may not bode well for the future, but it was at least good, to, <laughs> it was good for his prospects at Chelsea in the short term. Uh, it looks like yeah. uh, Willian is going to move on, so they're going to be more and more dependent on him uh, next year. 
obviously they have uh, Julian Brandt, or uh, not Brandt, but uh, Kai Havertz coming in next year as Dude, well. Dude, Kai Havertz is scary good, but he's but he's going to be more in the um, in the in the central midfield role, I suspect. Well, we'll see, and uh, you know we'll they see. they definitely prefer and Timo Pulisic Werner out wide. Um, oh yeah, him playing with Werner is going to be great. But I, yeah. I think what the the overall thing. I'm coming out of this year with is like I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous about Pulisic's prospects being able to be successful there. Which no, he did I it. Decided what he did it. He did it. He's he's he gotten it. himself established. Um, and and we would have said a a dud year moving from Dortmund to Chelsea and having a dud year was within the realm of expectation and not something that should make you down on Pulisic. Like if it took him two years to work his way into a team like that, right? that would have been acceptable. Right, right, right. But, but he, um, he was he a did even better than that. He was yeah, a standout. One great. of the best players on the team, one of the better players in the Premier League. He's 21. So future's bright there. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Um, who else? Who else? Anthony Robinson also moved up a level. So he'll be in the Premier League next year with Fulham. All right. So that's exciting news. So we'll we'll, we'll continue to see a, a wave of young Yanks taking European leagues by storm, and uh, hopefully they can they can better this year. I I would summarize. Uh, I think this year was above expectations for for Americans abroad. We had the the emergence of Sergio Dest, lest you forget, because it's been like three months since they played. Um, and uh, a number of Americans just just you know grinding, doing well. Even players in um, in in Premier League or, or Bundesliga teams like Alfredo Morales, Tim Ream, not getting very much attention at all because there are so many players. Actually, Ream was in the Championship this year, but um, recently came up as well with Fulham. Yedlin is it falls in that category. Yeah, yeah. Yedlin had a lot of injuries this year as well, um, but hopefully we'll we'll come back stronger. But it's like you know it's it's no longer that notable right i think we can we can put together a pretty good team from players who you know just are americans who are in top flight you know really strong teams in europe so that's that's a great sign and it just gets you know 10 percent better every year and that that compounds and uh i think the the sky's the limit we've got really six seven years until this crop of players is in their peak and uh it's it's super exciting to see it is, yeah. I mean, and and I've zoomed in so hard on these, these this era of their lives. It's so hard to believe that Pulisic is is twenty one, you know. And I kind of have to like realize how long I'm signing up for uh, this group, this these names. You know what I mean? It's going to be a long time before we have like the next generation. This is this is a this is we're still in the the incline of this situation right right um, it's still going to be a young far. team and and yeah, it'll be by far. hindered certainly by the fact that they didn't make russia as well because that would have been a great opportunity to have a you know 18 year old pulisic and weston you know be able to experience a world cup and then get that get their feet wet and come back and be ready to really compete but their first appearance on a world cup stage hopefully will be um you know they'll be 22 23 so uh, maybe they won't be as overawed or, or whatever, but I, I wish they would have had that experience earlier. Well, you know what? If it, we'll look back on it and decide later. If it, it turns out that that uh, you know they have an extra fire, if they to, win it, and they have yeah. a, they have a chip on their shoulder, <laughs> and they have an edge. If they win the well, the I think you'd have to GD ask World them. <laughs> if they win it, then there's no regrets. Then, uh, but yeah, no you, regrets. you'd have to ask them. You'd have to ask them later if. 
if lose if missing out was you know what led to whatever right, success right, exactly. they may or may not have. So so I'm I'm optimistic that that's not a, a categorically bad thing that happened. It was at the time, sure. but in overall, it may have been important for this generation to have that and to yeah. really just kill off the last generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ty, what is so we're going into we're we're gonna gear up, right? We're gonna see a, a probably a flurry of transfers. No one has any idea how exactly the season's going to happen um, schedule-wise in various nations, I don't think. But um, as those details come out, we, I want to just look at the, the macro here. We, we've been a year. A year ago, we were wondering, are, are we ever going to get uh, Tim Weah and, and um, Tyler Adams back? And we thought maybe we'd get one of them. And that's what we got. Okay. Yep. Uh, a year ago, we were like, maybe, maybe Christian's going to Chelsea too soon. Um, questions like this. What are those questions moving into the next European season, and what is success for you? I want to start with uh, Serginho Dest. What is, what's his future looking like, and what is success for you for him? So the, the Dest to Bayern rumors are still strong. Uh, I would be cautious about that. Um, there's such a surfeit of talent there. I think he could use an extra year to, to, to grow at, uh, at Ajax. But I think, you know, if he went again, if he, if he played uh, 1500 minutes or 2000 minutes, that would be fine. And I think he's, he's capable of, of being pretty flexible for them in the, the way that Davies has been uh, so far, just kind of filling in wherever and then settling into that. Uh, starting role after getting enough experience. Um, so I, I could definitely see that going well. And was, the, the question was, what would be success, I guess? Yeah, yeah. What is yeah. success? So let's, success for him uh, staying at Ajax, or is staying at Ajax a failure? So 1,500 minutes over under, over is a success at Bayern. Would I would say, say yeah, I, I, I don't really care whether it's Bayern or Ajax or if he goes out on loan or anything, I just want these players to be playing. And I, I know they're going to be a player of that caliber is going to be playing at a high level somewhere. So as long as, as long as he's seeing minutes, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I think, yeah, the, the hardest thing is, is when our young players just miss a year um, when they, when they end up in these rough situations, like, um, like Miazga did at age 22, 23, um, in his uh, some some of his loan adventures that that went horribly wrong, and then now a long injury layoff like that definitely stalls your progress, and uh, I think it it limits your ceiling. So um, yeah, just keep playing, keep keep balling out, keep being successful. Who is a player uh, that? Well, we'll go more general in a second, but who's a player that you think people aren't paying enough attention to right now? Uh, <laughs> it's hard to say. Uh, the, well, the, so we're in, we tend to be in the, the echo chamber. Yeah, so it's yeah. okay if within this the, 100 the people that knows they're talking about, about it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would say the, the player maybe who's, who's, uh, who will emerge and be this year's Gio Reyna is, uh, is Uli. Uli is at, at Wolfsburg. Uli! He's been knocking on the, uh, on the, on the door of the first team for some time. I think he might have gotten a few minutes at the end of the Bundesliga season. So he's he's right there. He's ready. I think he showed in the U-20 World Cup the, the progress that he had made. Um, and uh, ha, his has been just absolutely dominating the, the um, 
the reserve league. So there's there's no reason not to not to believe in him uh, coming up and, and being strong. And um, I think w- one effect of the uh, the COVID era is these additional substitutes. So that's that's good for our young players to get extra chances to see the field um, where teams are going to be prioritizing, obviously fitness and you know uh, there there might be some compression of the schedule due to starting later. So uh, that'll be a, a factor and something that he could hopefully take advantage of to get some time in at the end of the season or beginning of the season, I should say. Is there anyone else that we're failing to mention here? Well, I think the the exciting or interesting development. Uh, we're still waiting on is to see who from MLS ends up leaving. Um, Mark McKenzie and Brendan Aronson from Philadelphia are both probably some of the hotter commodities uh, at the moment where there's a lot of reported foreign interest, but getting these players out of MLS is always a tricky proposition because they're homegrown. They have sort of intrinsic value to the, the, original team and so the teams tend to overvalue them uh, relative to the market now so how did alfonso davies and how did alfonso davies get out then he was just that good he i mean they 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 paid i think it was like 15 million bucks or something so it was it was enough and i guess i yeah i guess byron just saw it as being worth it and i i think for byron an extra couple million is is pocket change so um, I, yeah, I, I think it was, it, it, that was above a, a certain threshold, but like the, the issues you see are like, uh, Aaron Long, for instance, yeah. West Ham wants to pay two, three million to get a, to take a flyer on a, you know, mid-career American player who seems pretty good may, you know, maybe can hack it in the premier league. And that's just not enough for MLS. You know, the, the, the value that having like a USMNT starter in the league, it just, it's it's way more than that, um, and the time it takes to like redevelop that is is very challenging. So, um, so yeah, it does lead to some to some inertia there. But I I I certainly hope and approve of you know any any of these moves, even when it doesn't work out. You know, there's you can always come back. Uh, it's obviously bad to lose that development time, but I think you just have to find the right the right home. Um, I think yeah. I, I would not go to be a part of someone's uh, loan army, for instance. I would I would want right. to go to a team that really values you, that feels like you're, like they're they're lucky that they got you, and uh, and is is excited to give you a, a shot instead of um, just you know hoping that it works out and they can make money off you. Yeah. Well, I have to say, just generally speaking, I'm a lot more optimistic about about our young players making moves. Um, so like in the discussion about Dest going to Bayern, I'm like, well, that's a lot of the same exact things we said about Pulisic going to Chelsea and it worked out fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we, and when Dest also... was playing in the under 19s, it was like, do we think he can start for Ajax? Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. that was one year that ago. That was one year ago. One yeah. year ago. Yeah. Yeah. No. And we, um, we are conditioned, you know, we've been burned so many times. Many years, many, many like, times. Like, I think, I think when, uh, I don't, I don't think the, the Belgian, uh, equivalent of this show is that concerned when like a young Belgian goes to a big club and they might not make like get time, you know, like I would love to listen to the Belgian <laughs> equivalent of the show. 
<laughs> that is so good. Uh, it's probably significantly better than ours, but it's but, uh, yeah, inspired better, by faster, ours. Ours stronger, is the hipster original. It's better, faster, <laughs> <laughs> more technical, better first yeah, touch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Equally not bearded. Better beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we have better beer than them. Screw them. Um, I don't know. So, we have more options. We do. So uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's a it's a mindset, and it, it comes from seeing someone like Davies do what he's doing. Uh, yeah, obviously, that's a Canadian story first, but it's that's also a USMNT story because the it's the same system, same same um, structure, and the same league that he was was seasoned in, and and clearly it was enough of a test for him to really grow to a level where he was ready to, to make a big leap as it has been with Tyler. So I think it's, what it does is it just brings MLS one notch closer to the global elite stage where it's clear that if you're an excellent MLS player, you can play champions league. Whereas in the past it might've been, you know, if you're excellent in MLS, maybe you go, you play Bundesliga, you play Premier League, then maybe you play Champions League. I think it's a, it's a, it's a different. We're, we've we've gone bumped up a notch uh, in yeah. the quality of MLS, and and that's starting to show. Yeah, man, um, folks, we we appreciate you so much for joining us for this for this little update. Um, I'm I'm feeling good about it. It was a good year. It was a good year, in spite of all the COVID. And not a whole lot of Nats. It wasn't a great year for the Nats, but for when it comes to fishy reports, it was a good year. It's going to be a, right? weird, uh, a weird peeps this year <laughs> with like six games, six like Berhalter friendlies. This isn't weird. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a peep Fair. for every five minutes played. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there, yeah, no, it's, it's all good. But folks, uh, don't forget, if you want it to be a, a, the, as weird the weirdest peeps as it can be if you wanted to achieve maximum weirdness you're gonna have to hit up that patreon uh one more time swami Jurgen, can you tell him how to find it simply go to patreon.com forward slash wtp pod it's really not that difficult Right, all right, Swami Yergin, sounding enough. All right, all right, we get it. Uh, All right, folks. Well, we love you. We thank you, and we will see you uh, again. You did not miss the Clint Dempsey episode. We still want to do that. We'll see. Maybe, maybe next month. We'll do Um, it. We'll go. We'll go deep. We'll do it. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. All right. All right. All right. I love. I love um, uh, an echo sound. You know, like a like a delay. Here, I'm gonna put one on my voice right now. Boing. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> so wow. crazy, right? Nuts! <laughs> Just professional pace. Yeah. Audio. Right uh, I also, <laughs> I also really like um, unmatching curtains. Uh, just various sure. random cloths. Very uh, boho. B- that's all you need. It's all you you need to block the sun <laughs> functionally. Other than that, express yourself. And I am desperately, desperately uh, dependent on short walks these days. I, I love them, I guess. Shout but I out need to walks. <laughs> Shout out to walks. Oh, <laughs> my God. I need those things. But I don't love any of that shit as much as I absolutely love these gnats still and forever. Good season, and boys. Good job. 
It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people.